0: What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands. and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. All right, welcome to the latest episode of 5 on the Floor here on the 5 Reasons YouTube channel, as well as the podcast feeds, which includes Red Circle, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Also check out 5 for all of our content without a paywall. And check out the great sponsors of the five reasons sports network. That includes prize picks. That is our fantasy sponsor. Use the code five F I V E. We'll be promoting before every single game of the NBA playoffs. Of course, starting with the play-in here between Atlanta and Miami on Tuesday night, use the code five F I V E. You'll get that initial deposit matched up to a hundred dollars. And again, you can play that right away. There are no rollovers. There it is. Um, and again, you can play more than just the NBA. You can play MLB, NHL, Stanley Cup Playoffs about to start, MMA, esports, horse racing, golf. I'm serious. It's all there. Even tennis uh, with a big tournament coming up. So go to Prize Picks. Use the code five F I V E. Also go to Better Edge. This is our gambling partner, and this is just like Prize Picks. It's legal in the state of Florida and in, in forty three other states. You're betting against others that use the same product. You're not betting. Against the book. That's what makes it different. And you can find the line that you want. We also run competitions there. Check it out at betteredge.com. Use the code 5RSN. That's the number 5RSN. And you'll get $20 to play right away. So go to Prize Picks, use the code 5 Better Edge. use the code 5RSN. And now, today's episode.
1: Down to this day.
0: Oh five On the floor. Ride for my dogs. wait here's the
2: thing: you can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars. Wearing bubble frogs, just like to said. You in trouble, y'all? kept the floor playing. Got an all band. Y'all seen the block? Stop one hand. And Pat, we trust. it's bout, have the guts.
3: We here to bring the heat. Y'all can hang it up.
2: Welcome to Five
0: on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, welcome back to Five on the Floor. Here's today's floor plan. I got Alex Toledo. You can follow him at Tropical Blanket. I'm Ethan Skolnick. You can follow me at Ethan J. Skolnick. And at Five Reasons Sports, and I don't know where he is right now. This is always part of the fun. We've got Norris Cole. You can follow him. Of course, that PG thirty. What is what is the rest of the handle? I, I I have it on my screen, but I don't I don't I don't know if I are PG thirty well, what underscore
2: PG thirty underscore Cole. All right, that's, that's right. Twitter People and on Instagram, but just or you could just click Norris Cole, it's the one with the blue check mark.
0: Yeah, I, you, did I ever tell you what happened when you got drafted? I actually I tweeted out that they had drafted Norris Cole on Twitter and some guy, because everybody's very excited about you getting drafted, and some guy he's like some like Irish professor. He's like he's a professor in Ireland who is getting like thousands of messages because I guess on Twitter that's who Norris Cole is, and that's his like- at handle. Yeah, that's his at
2: handle. His his he actually has his handle as at Norris Cole, but my my at handle is at PG thirty underscore code because I couldn't have it because he already had it.
0: Yeah, I know. He but on, on Instagram on it, though. Oh, Instagram I, is I didn't Norris Cole. I find though. you there. But yeah, I, but yeah. He, he was he was very he was like a charming guy, but he was just like who is this Norris Cole that I everybody's uh tweeting about? This was all the way back uh when you <laughs> got drafted. Let's start here. Where are you right now?
2: I'm in Puerto Rico. San Germán, Puerto, Puerto Rico. And I'm playing and, in the BS the BSN league.
0: And what did you do this week? Because all I know is I, I check out Instagram and there are 6,000 videos of you hitting big shots.
2: Uh, well I had a pretty big week. Our team is uh 6 and 1 right now in the league. Um tied for first place. Um last game, um I hit a big shot to give us the lead and then hit another big shot to ice the game, to finish it in a big rivalry game. It was uh trending all over the island cuz it was the, the t- national TV game on the island. So yeah, that's what that's why you kept seeing that. <laughs> so
0: still still hitting big shots. Heat, heat culture in Puerto yeah. Rico. So you were not able to be there uh, for that reason, obviously. Uh, you were at the arena recently and you were visiting with Udonis in the locker room uh, a few weeks ago, you weren't able to be there yesterday. Did you get a chance to see the highlights of it or anything? Because he had an out of body experience.
2: I haven't seen him all. Yeah, I seen he got the rocking chair though. I did see that. <laughs> I did see Bam got him in the rocking chair, but I got to go back and I got to go back and watch all of them. But he, he's well deserving of all you know, all of the adoration that people have for him. You know, it's hard for you to celebrate himself. You know, he takes care of everybody else. He always has been that way. So I think he deserves to to be honored. 24
0: points. And then the alley-oop, Norris. Like, I, I don't know if you got a chance to see the highlight of that. I think yeah, that's what surprised that. me the most. Not the corner threes. <laughs> I mean, he always talked about his range.
1: One-on-one he, face-up yeah. work. Like, just giving young one-on-one. guys buckets.
2: But, hey, yo, UD got game, though. You got to understand, even though he don't be playing that much, UD practices every day as if he's going to play. In the offseason, he, he works out every day as if he's going to play. So he can do that, though. <laughs> I mean, he not, he's I'm, not going to get 24 and 10 every night. But if he plays double-digit minutes, he's going to get close to 10 rebounds every night.
0: Well, he only got three yesterday. They were, Bam was giving him a hard time about that. He, he, all of a sudden, UD thought he was a, a volume scorer yesterday. I, I, yeah. I will say I, I knew he could still make the jumper. I did not know that he could get up on the break like that anymore. Um, at at age was it forty two, at this point. I I just wanted to to ask you because I asked a lot of the guys about this. Like you come into the program obviously during the Big Three era. UD had already won a championship. Um, you know he'd already been there by then, like eight years or so. Um, do you remember you sort of your first interactions with him? Like does does he did he have like a conversation with you early on about what this was going to be like?
2: Um, My f- early interaction was when I first met him, he just told me if I need anything, let him know. You know, because he's from the city, you know, he's played in the organization and he's also from the city. So he told me, you know, young fella, you know, if you need anything, you know, just let me know. Um, He's seen that I was a hard worker. He's seen that I spoke the language, you know, already. And so he just let me know. You know he just told me, you know, if I need anything, let him know. And obviously, he was a good example. Uh, he worked hard. He earned everything that he had. And so, you know, UD's the easy guy to, to follow
0: as a as a young player. You were in kind of a strange situation there because you were joining a team that was, I mean, that was a veteran team. Like, you were the yeah. young guy coming into a veteran team. We talk about him being the keeper of the culture. Dwayne was there already. Obviously, you know Bron and, and and Bosh, but then you know you bring in uh, you know M- Miller comes in too, and this was you know it was later on that that Ray and and the others came in, um, but I, it has always felt to me like with with Ud, the thing that's always impressed me is that he treats every guy on the roster the same. You know, what I mean like 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 he, I mean he would treat like future Hall of Famer Ray Allen or LeBron or Dwayne in some ways the same as he treats Jamal Kane now. You know I mean? Like, there he doesn't, he doesn't like, there are no levels with him. It's just like, you're all here and, and all part of it. I mean, you must've witnessed a lot of that when you were with him.
2: Well, that just speaks to how he is as a human being. Um, not everyone is like that. He's a principle oriented guy. Mm-hmm. And as long as you don't violate the principle, you, you have his respect regardless of if you're a billionaire or, you know, maybe, you know, the average day-to-day guy, as long as you, you know, show respect long as you honest person, long as you work hard. He's going to treat you with that respect regardless of who you are. And not everyone is like that in this world. Um, so that just lets you know who he is as a person, regardless of the basketball part. And I think that's why everyone respects you, because the same way he'll treat you with respect, you know, if he has to, you know, <laughs> if he has to check you, you know, it don't matter who you are. He's going to talk to you the same no matter who you are, whether it's good or bad. And you have to respect the guy like that.
0: Did he ever check you? You don't seem like the type that would have to be checked in that regard. Like you, you, gave, yeah. you started. Nah, getting yeah, I'm, I'm,
2: too. yeah, I'm not, I'm not the type like that because, like I said, I speak his language. Mm-hmm. I'm on the same thing he on. I want to win. I'm gonna compete. I don't need you to give me nothing because I'm gonna earn it. And so, you know, we had that mutual respect. And plus, you know, I watch and learn. You know, I'm. I i was not a young guy. that was trying to talk. <laughs> I came in, I wanted to fit into the culture. I was trying to learn and earn their trust. And so, you know, I wasn't one of those young guys that was, you know, what I would say, wild or trying to do anything outlandish. I was trying to fit in with the culture. And so, yeah, we never really had the clash.
0: <laughs> Al, Al, I'm going to let Alex jump in here on the basketball stuff. I just got one more, though. Um, Tyler Hansborough, do you, w- w- do you remember where, where you were for that or how you viewed how it? I was, I was in the sport? game. Yeah, 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 I was there. <laughs> It, it, that situation
2: we we didn't want it to happen the way it happened. Let's just say that. But it's just like perfect timing. He he did a dirty play on D Wade, and the very next play, Ud happened to be the low man when he was going to the basket. And we, I mean, Ud just ha- he had to do it. I mean, it, he felt it in his heart. He had to get it back right then and there, and he did. And. <laughs> And we went on ahead and won the series after that, but that just speaks for you. That's UD for you. That's UD for you. If you violate, he gonna demonstrate right there on the spot, <laughs> right on the spot. Nora, so, so I have a question
1: for you. Is that your favorite UD moment, or is there another one that stands out to you? Because I was gonna ask you what, like, what is there one that comes up, and that one feels like a pretty good one, like a, you know, that they're over there Ooh. openly talking about it on the broadcast during the game, you know, how, like openly loving Hello, that hand throw moment where it's just about, you know what I mean? Him doing what he did. Is it that moment? Is there another one that stands out to you when it comes to UD and your experience with him? Obviously, you know, you guys won titles together. Um, so other than, you know, that reaching that peak, is there yeah. something that stands that's, out to you from him?
2: That's one that definitely stands out the most because that's a playoff moment. And it mm-hmm. kind of it kind of defined UD at that point in his career, you know, as a, you know, enforcer on our team. But there are other moments like in practice in the locker room that, you know, that's off air, off topic situations where we had good times. And so, but that's not to talk about. But on the court, yeah, that was probably a highlight moment for sure that right off the top of my head that I think about. And, you know, when he got, remember when he got elbowed and got split mm-hmm. open, but he didn't even, he didn't even wipe his own blood off. <laughs>
0: Yeah, you know, most most guys get hit in the face. They, you know, wipe it off the
2: jersey and all that. did just let it
0: drip like a, like like he was a Viking or something. Dwayne made it a whole marketing campaign whenever he got hit, right? I remember the – uh I remember it at, uh, at MSG and, and all that stuff and, and uh when Danilo Gallinari made him bleed his own Bandits. blood. They, they handled that stuff a little different. UD was talking about that, about the fact with Dwayne, whenever you cut him up uh, or you went at him, you paid for it with the way he played against you. Like him getting angry – was not good for the opponent. With UD he just kinda played through it. That's all. And that's actually the what you mentioned about the cut uh over his eye. That that's the photo that they have in the locker room now. So that's uh you know they put there so everybody everybody can see it. No, it was really cool. I, I said yesterday like it couldn't have been more perfect. Like that you, you end up in a situation where Dwayne's there. Um obviously Dwayne had a great last game also, you know, had the triple double and, and all that. Uh and then obviously uh, his last Game of all, the one in Brooklyn where he passes to UD for the last, uh, the last basket for the last assist to get the triple double, but to have UD do that yesterday in a win too, which I, I know that the game didn't mean anything in the grand scheme of things. In fact, they lost draft position because of it, but I, I think it sent. I, I felt like it sent the team off in a positive way to the postseason, and and we're gonna get into the, the Hawks Heat play in game here right after the break, but this has been a struggle this season. Like it hasn't been fun. Um, you know, 40, 44 wins, but it has felt like less, I think just because, uh, they've lost to so many bad teams. They, they probably should have been a, a, a playoff team instead of a play in team. They should have jumped the nets. They probably should have jumped the Knicks, but to at least go into the postseason with some feel good. Like I, I felt like, I don't know. It's like the air was lighter yesterday in the building. And, and I think that will help them a little bit. Um, as they go forward Norris before we get to the Hawks Heat Play-in game, which is what we want to talk to you about here next. Uh, tell me a little bit about energy cubes and the energy drink that you're promoting.
2: Yeah. So, well, one, the end off with UD, I, I want to say congratulations one more time to UD, my brother. Um, you much deserving of all the honor and adoration that you get and good luck going into this playoff and the play in. And as far as energy cubes, E3 energycubescom um It's the best energy cube on the market. Great fiber, great protein, uh, soy-free, dairy-free, non-GMO, best tasting on the market. And now, uh, introducing a new energy drink. It's called Results Energy Drinks. And you can look on Instagram under Results Energy Drinks, and you can see our introduction to it. Brand new energy drink is zero calories, zero sugars, 120 milligrams of clean caffeine, with essential B vitamins and electrolytes. Um, we have four flavors: blueberry, strawberry, watermelon, Island Blast, and the original Blast. And uh, it's, it's, it's the best tasting, the best tasting energy drink on the market. And we're going to take over. Resource Energy Drink on Instagram if you want to follow
0: and uh, make an order. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you do if you had an extra hour in your day? Go for a run, take a nap, maybe check the stats of the latest Miami Heat game. I've got a better idea.
3: BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in 7 days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.
0: Alright, so check that out. Results Energy Drink on Instagrams uh, on Instagram. We'll also promote uh, the Energy Cubes on Twitter, so make sure Uh, that you check it out. All right, so now we're going to pivot to the play-in game, the Heat play, the Hawks, 7.30 on Tuesday night. I was actually at Heat practice today. I asked Jimmy Butler about the idea of being even more of an underdog than they were last year when they went in as the number one seed. So they shouldn't have been an underdog, but to a lot of people's eyes they were. And he basically said, we don't give a damn. Uh, I don't give a damn, and and that's Jimmy. Uh, You you know the kind of answer you're going to get when you ask a question like that, which is why I asked it. Uh, But again, this team has been up and down all year. Um, Seven seed, 44 wins. Their shooting slipped this year, although a lot better over the past three to four weeks. They have a new starting lineup now with Max Struess as a starter. Jimmy's ostensibly playing the four uh, with Bam uh, and with Tyler and now with Gabe Vincent at point. And they're bringing Lowry, Love, and Caleb Martin off the bench and talking to Spo today when he talked about the benefits of having two vets in Lowry and Love coming off the bench and everything that Caleb can do, it sounds like he's sticking with that rotation, that that's going to be the primary rotation going into the playoffs. I want to start here with you, and then and then I know that, that Alex wants to get to some X's and O's with you also. But the big storyline here is Trey Young in his last nine games against Miami is shooting 32% and just 18% from three. If you're having that kind of success against a volume scorer like that who, the ball, who has the ball in his hands so often, do you change much going into the opener or not an opener, but it's a one game situation here. Um, Do you change much or you just kind of go with what was working before?
2: I'm old school. Uh, If it's not broke, don't fix it. And so I think they should, you know, do what they've been doing. Obviously it's a different dynamic with uh, DeJounte Murray there, but you know, if it's not broke, don't fix it. I believe they should, Make Atlanta make the adjustment first, you know, because spo always has adjustments up his sleeve. Um, but I think they should continue doing what's been working, and I believe that uh, they'll have a they'll have a good chance of beating Atlanta.
1: Norris. So you mentioned the the Dejounte dynamics. We we talked to you about this Hawks series last year when it mm-hmm. happened, and obviously that throws kind of a wrench into it when you're just comparing the two series. It's 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 tough to, I think throw the same attention at Trey on a consistent basis when you have the out there. And, uh, we talked about this on another podcast, but the Hawks I mean their shot profile, like, you know, teams kind of think of it as, you know, Trey young. Oh, they're chucking up a bunch of threes, but they take the lowest amount of threes in the league, uh, when you adjust for pace. And what they really do is kill teams in the mid range at a really high volume and really high efficiency. And obviously most of that comes uh, from Trey and Dejounte. um, Obviously, it's not the only thing they do, but do you think the way that the Heat defend, where they're sending kind of the extra attention and extra help, do you think uh, that will kind of – that will that favor the Hawks or will that favor the Heat when it comes to the Hawks playing their game in the mid-range?
2: Um, I don't know if it'll favor anything. I think it makes it more 50-50 because the fact that they are going to be shooting tools, the Heat can keep up with that pace. Um, it's hard to keep up with a team that's high-volume threes and can make them at a good percentage, which is what Atlanta was before DeJounte. Yeah. It shot a lot of threes. And when you can shut that off, you can beat them. But now with DeJounte, you know, he can attack and make plays for others in the mid-range. Obviously, he can score in the mid-range. Uh, when Trey is overplayed, he can head-fake and get to the mid-range. But I think that's well for, that works well for the Heat because giving up tools. You know Jimmy Butler's a great two point scorer. Bam is a you know is a two point scorer. Uh, Obviously Kevin Love is a three point shooter. But like the way the Heat play, they like to move the ball side to side, and so not and they don't play at the fastest pace. So giving up two pointers, Mm -hmm. I think that's going to make it sort of an even game, and whoever can impose their will the best, that's who's going to win that game.
1: Yeah. I think that he would rather like the Hawks take those type of shots and, you know, you just kind of contest mm-hmm. them the best you can. We're like, as long as they're not easy shots at the rim that are just point blank layups, I think they'll be okay right, yeah. with Murray and Trey, I think taking contested looks there. We know that Heat are willing to give up a bunch of threes. And like you said, they're not quite as good, especially I think without Herter who was so reliable for them um, in the starting lineup as a shooter there. And you, I think you kind of need a guy like that if you're the Hawks with, the you know the added benefit of having murray like you want the extra the spacing so i think that it does kind of favor the heat because i don't don't think the hawks are able to press on the heats kind of weak spots with how many threes they're allowing there so i think it's a good um, matchup for the heat especially with just the amount of perimeter defenders you got but i do think it's one where like even though murray and trey have struggled against the heat this season not just you know going back to last playoffs um both of them have had two very good games versus the Heat and two bad ones. So even though the narrative kind of favors mm-hmm. it like, oh, they're, they're shutting them down and the percentages overall versus the Heat are not great, they still had two pretty good games. And, it, you know, it's a one-game sample. So how do you feel about, uh, I think, that part of it, you know, the one-game sample and the way that those guys can kill you in one game?
2: Well, they definitely can, but the Heat have a guy that can neutralize that that where if all of them play their best game, I don't believe anybody is better than Jimmy Butler on the court. And mm-hmm. when you have that confidence and you believe in that, that's always the great equalizer. When you have two teams that possibly look like they're evenly matched, you can look at their bench and then you can look at the best player. And I think in this series Jimmy Butler is the best player. And so if it comes down to a close series, I believe you know, I believe Jimmy can I don't I know no one over there can stop Jimmy. Jimmy can guard a lot of people no one over there can guard Jimmy, you know, and I believe that that could be the difference. And then obviously, you know, bam is bam, but playoff Jimmy is is different.
0: I want to ask you about something specific to Jimmy and specific to the organization. Cause I actually, I asked Jimmy about this today and he gave an interesting answer regarding it, which was if you look at Jimmy's efficiency over the course of his career, he's never been like this. Okay. I mean, since the all-star break, he's shooting 62% from the field as a, you know, he's a perimeter player. I mean, he plays, he's playing four, I guess for them now, and he's down in the block a lot, but I mean, he started as a two guard. I mean, when, you, when, you know, he came, he came in the same draft as you, he started as a two guard and he was coming off the bench uh, early on with Chicago. And and he said that he attributed to his trainer and, and to, to others who, who've helped him with this and coach O and, and others in the heat organization but, but he also said that when he came into the league, you know, he was a defender and his job was just to get it to the best offensive players on the team. And so right. he knew he had to value shots because he wasn't going to have that many shots. He was getting the ball to, to Dang or to, to Rose or to others he played with at that point. Um, but now, you know, if you look at it, it seems to be more than that because LeBron had his best efficiency seasons with Miami. Jimmy is now having his best efficiency seasons with Miami. There are only twelve players in the league who are averaging twenty points and shooting better than fifty percent from the floor, and the Heat have two of them this year. And, and I remember even when KD uh, met with the Heat in six—I think it was in sixteen—when uh, the Heat were recruiting him, spoke put together a plan like this is how I'm going to get your efficiency up the way we did for LeBron. How do the Heat focus on efficiency? Like what? How do? How does? Because it does seem like players have their best seasons in terms of valuing shots, shooting their best numbers, effective field goal percentage, et cetera, when they're with Miami. How does Spo do that?
2: Uh I just I think it's part of the culture. Um we don't we don't believe in just taking shots just to take shots. Um and our spacing, you know, this is something that the Heat work on every day, 5 1 0. Spacing. running to the corners five man trailing the first big get to get down to the block and then get to the short corner, making sure the, the the lanes are there. This is something from the training camp till even now they're still working on, I'm sure of it. And so when the spacing is proper, when you value shots and when you value every possession, when you're a talented scorer, you should be, you know, more efficient. And then you know when everyone on the team understands their role, uh, mentally you're able to be free in your mind. Your mind is not clouded. Yeah, uh, it makes it that much easier for you. Um, and I think Spo does a really, really good job of that, making sure the spacing is proper, uh, making sure everyone in the culture understands what their job is, so you, you can so your mind can be free to go out there and play and do what you do. Alex.
1: So now kind of getting to the offensive side versus the Hawks, everybody knows they're kind of a soft defense. The numbers, you know, bear that out. Of course they're gonna be trying their ass off. They've actually been in this play situation before the Hawks You know, the Heat haven't, so they have experience with this. They they beat the Cavs last year, and that's how they ended up uh, playing the Heat. So, you know, you kind of give them that, I think, as a little bit of a factor. But um, they're a really good offensive team, and they've been even better since they hired Quinn Snyder. Um, They've just been so up and down all season where they'll win a game, lose a game, win a game, lose a game. So I think a lot of Heat fans wanted them as opposed to a Raptors team that had a lot of size and length. And so you, can, you think everything's going to be easy on offense. You know, you look. I just looked up the stats of Jimmy and Bam both having great years versus the Hawks this year. Um, so I think people are starting to, um, I think, underestimate what the Hawks can do. I don't necessarily think the Heat are going to lose or anything like that. But I think, you know, when you look at it, the Heat have struggled offensively for most of the season and, you know, have been making more shots for the past month or so. But, you know, you try to look at the ways that you can come up with, easy offense, right? And it's you're probably going to screen you – you're going to have a guard screen for Jimmy like they've done so many times in the past. They're going to try to get Trey switched on to Jimmy and generate offense from there make him help. Um, and like Brady Hawk, our, our colleague here, who's not on the show today, has mentioned before, um, I think they're going to get more stuff to Bam where they're doing cross screens for him, off ball, trying to get him uh, with good post position so he could face up because um, they send a lot of help to the paint, and it's kind of been a theme – I think for the Heat this season where teams are not letting Bam roll and get easy buckets. And I think that's where a lot of the mid-range fadeaway type of stuff that he got into this season came from. And they've gone to him more with kind of those off ball sets to get him in good position. Are you a fan of those? Do you think they should kind of stick to Bam as a roller? And do you think just kind of with those two things, getting Jimmy and Bam in position and obviously like a Tyler Bam pick and roll, is that enough offense? Um I think, to beat the Hawks, or do you got to be more creative?
2: No, I think they can do – I don't think they have to choose which one. I think they can do both. You need Bam as a roller. There's no basketball without pick and roll. If you can't run pick and roll in today's game, you can't win. So – and Bam's a dynamic. He can roll all the way to the basket, and he knows how to short roll. And not all bigs are able to do both. And so I think you have to mix it up, you know, short roll versus, you know, rolling all the way to the basket. Um, using those cross screens to try to create mismatches where he can catch it, you know, in his sweet spots in the mid-range and go one-on-one. I think you use a little bit of all of that depending on the matchups that are out there on the court. But, you know, you have to have Bam as a roller, whether it's him and Jimmy pick and roll, Tyler and him pick and roll, Struess and him pick and roll. You got to have Bam active in those pick and rolls because he's the mismatch. Uh-huh. He's the, if, if a small guy roll, switches off with him, you can shoot the ball. He's going to get the rebound. You can throw it to him in the short row. If you double-team, he can make the right pass out. If you don't double-team, he's going to score right over the little guy. Um, and then if they switch and you got a big guy out on Jimmy or or on a Hero, they can take advantage of that. And if they miss, Bam was in position to get the rebound. So I think all of those things are going to be a factor in why they beat Atlanta. And I don't think that they should have to choose which one they're going to do. I think they can do them
0: all. Final one here for Norris Cole and again good luck down there in Puerto Rico. You got a couple more games coming up this week. Uh yes, we played. I think we played 3 games this week. We play
2: uh, Tuesday, Thursday and I think again Saturday. So you're you're back on that
0: grind. Well, hopefully for the Miami's sake, they only play, in play one it. game this week, Tuesday, and then they're going up to Boston on Saturday, so they don't have to play that second play-in game. I want to ask you something specific to Spo because having covered him now all the way since the beginning, but since he became a head coach in 2008 he's always seemed different to me around the playoffs. Um, just in terms of, well, first thing, he always seems to have something in his back pocket that he kind of pulls out later on. It's some new starter or some new scheme or something like that. But it's also just personality. He, he goes, to, I don't know, it strikes me that sometimes he goes to kind of a dark place during the playoffs for a little bit. Like you, you can't talk to him as much. He's well, how did you experience him? Cause now we're in playoff time, obviously. And, and, they're underdogs. Like they're a seven seed. Like nobody's expecting them to come out of these. They don't have the pressure that you guys had when you were always going in as a one or two seed. And if you guys didn't win with the big three and the so-called little 12, then that was a, you know, was a huge disappointment. Nobody's expecting this team to get past Boston in the next round. If they beat Atlanta, how did you experience being around Eric during the playoffs? Did you feel that he was as approachable? Did you feel that he acted differently? Like how did you, what was he like?
2: Well, the playoffs is winner go home. So he's more intense, which everyone is during this time of year. And Spoh is a champion. He's a high level competitor, and so any any time it's it's winner go home, there's a there's a more fierceness about it. There's a more sense of urgency. There's a higher intensity level, and that's what time of year it is. It's, it's high intensity time, and that's the mode that Spoh goes to. Um, that's the mode everyone should be in. I know when we were there, our whole team was in that mode. And so, you know, Spo doesn't look at it as, oh, we don't expect to win. Spo thinks that his team is going to win. Pat and them expect to win. You know, the, the outside world, we don't expect them to maybe go to the finals, and do all that. But everyone inside that locker room, they fully believe in themselves. And so, as they should. And Spo is no different. Spo, he, he's focused and he's locked in, making sure. Setting the tone for his team. Like, hey, it's winner, go home. And and that's the attitude you
0: have to have as a competitor. All right, last thing. One name other than Jimmy Butler, who who to you has the most to prove on this Heat team during the playoffs?
2: Uh it's hard to choose one. I, I would say I would say Bam and Tyler. Mm-hmm. Because uh Baum is trying to solidify himself as one of the top bigs in the game. You know, you always hear about Joker, you hear about Joel Embiid, you hear about Carl Anthony, Anthony Davis. And then sometimes, you know, in Miami we talk about him, but around the league you don't hear as much talk about Bam. I believe this postseason he could kind of solidify himself as one of those elite, you know, top bigs, not just on defense, but overall, Mm -hmm. you know, even as an offensive player because we all know he's a great defender. But as the overall one of the top bigs, I think he has a lot that he can prove. Mm -hmm. And then obviously uh, Tyler Hero. You know, he has to prove that he can be efficient and take that next step as a big time level player. You know, he got the contract. You know, now it's time for him to go out there and show that he's that caliber of player.
0: And that he can be the third guy on a championship type team, which is uh, where that's they're a trying big
2: to- com- when you can prove that that's a big that, that goes a long way. When you can prove to be that type of player on a on a winning
0: championship caliber team. And if you don't, there's a whole off-season where we know how that goes. <laughs> so, yes, yes. I, I'm only going to speak on the positive side, but, yeah, we both know <laughs> we both know the other side of it. We, we all know the other side. Well, thanks to Alex. Uh, thanks to Doris. Thanks to our sponsors, Better Edge and Prize Speaks. Norris will be with us throughout the playoffs. Good luck in Puerto Rico. Uh, keep sharing the Instagram videos. Uh, we appreciate it, and we'll pass on the message to you, D, for you for sure. Absolutely. Appreciate that. All right. And check out Energy Cubes and the other one, the Drake. Mm-hmm results energy drink check us out on instagram all right results energy drink on instagram more episodes coming up prior to the play-in game we'll do playback during the play-in game and then of course we'll have five on the floor after the play-in game have a good day everybody
3: thank you for listening to the five on the floor on the fire regional sports network
0: what's so special about hero bread soft fluffy and delicious breads buns and tortillas